Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And one of the best ways to do that is to enjoy the beauty of the great outdoors. Winter's coming, the ski slopes are calling, and our guest today is here to share the very best places to celebrate the many joys the snow has to offer. Gordy Magro is a freelance writer and contributing editor for Outside Magazine, but he's also a regular contributor to Men's Journal, Bloomberg Business Week, Wired, and Ski, where he writes about all things sports-related. Gordy joins us today to share about his just-released book. It is a treasure trove of fascinating information, beautiful photographs. It's published by National Geographic, and it's called 100 Slopes of a Lifetime. Boy, this is some book. Congratulations and welcome, Gordy. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, I do want to start off uh, saying uh, not only, as I mentioned, is the book filled with fascinating and very helpful travel information, but the photographs really are truly stunning. It doesn't surprise me because it's, you know, pulled together by National Geographic, but I do want to offer my personal congratulations because you have created a beautiful homage to winter sports. Thank you. Yes, it's uh, it's a beautiful book. I hope people will uh, love it as much as I love putting it together. Well, and we did have a chance to chat a little before we went on air, and it took a while to put this thing together. I don't know how you got you sifted through all the photographs, all the information. This was a real, true labor of love. Yeah, it was a lot of work. Um, I was about two months. Uh, overdue on getting everything finished but um uh fortunately i had a um, very uh patient editor <laughs> <laughs> well for any writers out there patient editors are the best thing i have to say and i do want to mention at the top of the show uh of course this uh this program is focused at baby boomers, and some of us older folk may not be hitting the slopes ourselves, but I do want to mention uh, you do have really great travel information in it, so it will uh, act as a perfect vacation planner so we can sell, share these beautiful places with the younger members of our family. So that said, in your opinion, what makes for the perfect winter getaway, and how did you choose these top 100 slopes of a lifetime? Well, to pick the the runs in the book, I um, relied on a lot of uh, uh, professional skiers and snowboarders and uh, guides and um, people who work at ski areas uh, who I've gotten to know over the years. I've been writing about skiing for close to 20 years, so um, I've uh, made a lot of great contacts, and they uh, gave me their suggestions, and then I um, winnowed that list down into what we've got here. Um, I think, um, you know, for uh, a lot of these destinations, what makes them special is that um, they have incredible facilities and uh, beautiful views and uh, great restaurants that surround them. Um, So it's, you know, like you were saying, uh, you can go here, you can go to any or many of these places and, and have an incredible time with your family and not even go skiing at all. And there's Lots of other things to do at all these places. Um, and if you wanted to get out and uh, cross-country ski, there's uh, cross-country runs in the book, too, 
um, which is a little bit more family friendly. Well, and the thing I especially appreciated is that you divided the book into various sections which were based upon ability and interest. I found that so helpful. And also, the practical tips you provided, like where to stay, where to eat, even the elevation and the snowfall. I mean, these statistics are really helpful when you want to plan, you know, the perfect winter getaway with your family. So it's kind of a full-service resource. Yeah, I um I wanted to um uh not just talk about the trails and not you know not just uh talk about what makes uh each of these slopes special but also give people uh you know who might read this and say I'd like to go see that I I wanted to give them information uh about what to do and where to stay and where to eat and all those good things that we skiers like uh when we go someplace and and uh experience these places. Absolutely, and for skiers and non-skiers alike, where we stay and where we eat are pretty doggone important. So it's it's great that you thought to include all of that as well. Now, I noticed that a number of the spots uh, were in the good old U.S. of A., so do you have any personal favorites that you'd like to share that, you know, domestically that we could we could go to without having to fly international? Yeah, I well, I spent uh, eight years of my life in Jackson, Wyoming, and I, I love that area. Jackson's a pretty rugged ski area, so um, if you were going as a family, um, you know, there, there are other things to do for sure. There's uh, there's Nordic skiing and there's uh, uh, sleigh rides and um, all sorts of uh, uh, extracurriculars to do there, but um, uh, I also love the ski areas and uh, Utah, and I love um, the ski areas in uh, Vermont, where I grew up. I mean, Stowe Mountain Resort, um, and the town of Stowe, Vermont, is one of the more beautiful places that I've ever been. Um, and uh, so, uh, yeah, I think that, that um, domestically there's, you know, you can't go wrong. There's There's tons of great choices for skiing in this country. Well, and another thing I appreciated about the book is you just mentioned two various areas geographically in the country. I live in California, and I, you've got Tahoe in there. And, you know, there are so, I mean, you you provided areas where we could fly if we wanted to go somewhere, you know, long distance. But most of us live near some one or maybe even more of these resorts. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm lucky to live um, just 20 minutes from Aspen, so uh, that's uh, easy for me, but um, yeah, I mean, there's, there there are ski areas in the Midwest. I, I put a few in the book um, that are short drives from um, some major metropolitan areas. Um, so it's um, it's doable. You can you can certainly ski uh, in in lots of different places in this country without having to fly. Well, on the other hand, if you really want to have a bang-out vacation and take everybody, uh, again, I'm speaking family-oriented, to uh, some far-off destination internationally, what are the areas you maybe top couple that you think we should put on our bucket list? Oh, man. Um, I think, you know, Jackson um, should be on that list. Uh, If we're talking inside the U.S., I think Jackson for sure. I think Snowbird and Alpha in Utah. Um, I think, um, you know, where you are in California, I think um, uh, Mammoth and, and Heavenly are, are great uh, ski areas. 
uh, and um, you know, it's uh, Palisades is uh, the new name of the ski area uh, near Lake Tahoe, but that's also a great ski area. Um, and uh, and internationally, if we want to, like I say, really blow the uh, the wad and, yeah. and have a super special vacation. You can't go wrong in Switzerland and Austria. Um, Zermatt is, be- is a beautiful part of the uh, world. Um, and then I, I would also uh, h- highly recommend uh, St. Anton and, um, and Japan. If you really, if you've got great skiers in your, in your um, family who love to ski powder, you should definitely go ski Japan. Well, you know, that never would have occurred to me. I did see it in your book, but I thought that, you see, that, I, I don't know why. I just think of Japan as, I don't think of it as a winter sports haven, but I guess it is. It's got these very special storms that um, the cold air rolls into rolls uh, into the country from Siberia and mixes with the uh, ocean water along the way, and it just constantly dumps and it's just one big island and it, it traps these storms and it just snows and snows and snows there's been wow. reportedly um a thousand inches in parts of japan of, of snow oh my gosh that's amazing well speaking of amazing and i've already said this three or four times while we've been chatting but the photographs in the book are truly stunning so it belongs on everybody's coffee table whether or not they're skiers as far as i'm concerned how difficult was it for you to select the photographs in the book because my goodness you're working with national geographic so each one had to be i mean really a gorgeous piece well, fortunately for me, I had a great team of uh, photo uh, editors at, at National Geographic, so the um, credit really goes to them for, for choosing these photos. But they, they did a great job of, um, you know, picking photos that, that worked great with uh, what we were writing about. It's not easy to, you know, come up with photos of all these trails, and, that, and they, um, you know, even – Despite the fact that they're National Geographic, it's not easy. So they did a, a great job with that. Yeah, and I'm thinking when you held this book in your hand after, you know, the work and the effort and the time that you put into it, it must have been a very special experience. Yeah, it was cool to finally hold it. Um, it was uh, a long process. I can believe that. Well, another thing I wanted to add is that you've got a special piece entitled Protecting Our Winners, and I know National Geographic is all about conservation and keeping our planet healthy. So do you have any tips for for people when we when we travel to these beautiful places to make sure that we do the right thing to protect our winners? Well, I think that, you know, as I point out in the book, there are certain things that you can do to offset carbon emissions um uh, planting trees, driving less. So, uh, but I think that most important thing is to vote for uh, people who are, um, you know, interested in preserving our environment um, and, uh, you know, support science because we have a lot of smart people out there working on uh, our behalf to uh, try to make this a, a cleaner, greener planet, uh, sort of roll back some of the damage that we've done. 
Yeah, boy, I mean, at this point, that that has to be top of mind for everybody because (laughs) future generations will definitely suffer if we don't do that. And uh, so it's up to each of us to try to follow your tips and and make sure that we protect not only our winters but our summers, springs, falls as well. So, well, before we have to leave, Gordy, um, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share uh, uh, with our listeners about not only skiing, but maybe the beauty of your chosen destinations or whether or not we're skiers. I think that when people read this book, that certain things will, you know, certain ski areas and, and certain slopes will resonate with them. Um, I think that, you know, when you, when you uh, read through these, you'll be surprised by a lot of the uh, facts and um, uh, about the, about skiing and about culture, ski culture and about uh, how these, runs were designed and um i think that uh you know i hope what will happen is that people will read this and they'll want to go to a lot of these places um and uh i i mean i i wish that i could say that i've been to all of them but after writing this book there there's i I do want to go to all of them there's a few in particular that i can't wait to, to head to well, Gordy, I can tell that, and <laughs> I, like I said, it was a labor of love, but a labor, I am sure, to pull this amazing piece together. So thank you for sharing your information, your passion, and your expertise with us. Okay, thanks so much for having me. Well, and I urge all you listeners out there, please check out National Geographic Slopes. Uh, Again, it's a 100 slopes of a lifetime. You are going to not only learn a lot yourself, have a beautiful visual experience, but have the perfect gift for any of those ski buffs on your holiday list. Uh, So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.